should you use the scales to track progress is the question of today and it can be a tricky one to answer because we're all very different in terms of relationship with the scales and also what we're going to get out of the scales and our perceptions of what the scales means to us and our own self-worth and that is what I'm going to dig into today. I'm going to lay out the pros and lay out the cons of using the scale from a coach's perspective and I have clients that use the scales and I have clients that don't use the scales and these are generally the thought processes that I use when determining if a client should be using the scales or not. It's a, it's a dialogue that, we, that I have with my clients and we can kind of come to a conclusion together. And hopefully by the end of this, you'll have a clearer idea of whether or not you should use them too. So we'll start with the pros. Now, there is a decent amount of evidence to show that there's a color, correlation between people that weigh themselves daily or frequently enough throughout a given week and lower BMI or lower body fat and this comes down to the fact that if you are aware of your weight you are more conscious of the changes and you may be able to adjust your behaviors in response to the changes in the scale so if you see the scales go way up then you may change your diet or your exercise in response to that because you're like okay I've gained weight very quickly here and I need to alter myself, alter my behavior to, to make up for that. And that is more from a long-term weight maintenance perspective. From a fat loss and muscle gain perspective, and I suppose overall body composition, tracking your weight is a very good indicator of where you're at generally. If you've been using it enough, and if you have enough of an understanding of the difference between weight and fat loss. Because I suppose when it comes to weighing yourself, having that understanding is very, very important. And the main difference with weight and fat loss is weight can be really anything in your body. It can be water, it can be muscle, it can be fat, it can be hair, it can be clothes. So there's a lot of different things that's going to, that's going to determine your actual weight in the world. And what number is going to be reflected on the scales versus fat mass where which is a lot trickier to get an idea of and really the only accurate way to get an idea of how much fat is in your body is if you are dead and the undertaker <laughs> is literally cutting you open and measuring the amount of fat that is on your body so with that grim note aside <laughs> i think Having that understanding of the difference between weight and fat loss is essential if you are going to use the scales because it is very volatile in terms of the changes in your weight on a day-to-day -day basis. And if you can understand that weight changes every single day, every 24-hour period, it's going to be different because of all these different factors that I'm going to list in a moment, then it means that you can have a much more balanced view of how to use the scales as an indicator of progress. So. The things that influence your weight are your water intake, 
your salt intake or lack of salt in the diet, the amount of carbs that you have in your diet, or let's say the scenario where you increase carbs the night before and then you hop on the scales and that increases your weight because of muscle glycogen, then maybe total food volume is decreased or increased. So if there's actual food in your gut, that contributes as well. Your amount of stress in your life, so cortisol, acts on one of the hormones that causes water retention in the body so this is a big consideration training another thing if you increase or decrease the amount of training stress in your life that has an effect on your body's water retention overall then your menstrual cycle so ladies have menstrual cycle related water retention which i'm going to go into a little bit more detail on later creatine supplementation or lack of creatine supplementation fiber increases or decreases temperature there is so many different things really that can influence your weight that is actually nothing to do with fat or muscle. So those are just things that I've mentioned there that have, that have nothing to do with fat tissue or muscle tissue because those have influences on it as well, depending on what you're doing with your diet and your training. So again, taking it back to this understanding of the difference between weight loss and fat loss, it's very, very important that you have that understanding. And once you've done that then, you need to make sure that you're actually taking the measurement correctly. So you are better off avoiding weekly weigh-ins, like you may have seen in Slimming World or some of these weight loss clubs, because as you know from all these different factors that can influence changes in your weight, it doesn't give you a very accurate representation of what's going on, and this is the main problem with these weekly weigh-ins. So you are much better off Weighing yourself minimum three times, but better seven times per week every day. At the same time of day, preferably after you go to the toilet with minimal clothes on, on the same scales, flat surface, and writing down the measurement in pounds. Generally, stone is not, you know, obviously it's, it's still an accurate measurement in itself, but I think whenever you see the actual pounds, because it's the highest number of stones, kilograms, and pounds, it gives you an, an, a better idea of the small changes that might occur because again it's going to be changes in pounds that's going to happen from day to day so i think weighing yourself in pounds is, is the most accurate in my mind at least whenever it comes to recording so then you'll take your averages from one week of weight data and then you will do the exact same thing standardized as much as possible the second week and then you'll compare and that is how you get the most accurate representation of your weight changes Again, though, there is going to be things that's going to influence this, as I mentioned earlier, all those different factors. And for the ladies, it's even more complicated because, as I mentioned earlier, your menstrual cycle will cause more or less water retention depending on where you are in your cycle. So if you are in the late follicular phase, so right before ovulation, you're going to be experiencing a little bit more water retention due to changes in your hormones and then coming right up to your period where you may be experiencing some PMS symptoms that is where you're going to be experiencing a lot more water retention and that is really where some women decide not to track at all is kind of that late luteal phase where they're really retaining a lot of water because and I'm going to get on to this in a moment when we talk about the main cons of the scales it can be psychologically quite stressful so for you ladies, especially for, for those of you that have normal cycles, but you experiencing you experience a lot of volatility in terms of your weight and water retention in relation to the menstrual cycle, 
then you need to compare like weeks with like weeks. So for guys, you can just do, we're quite lucky because <laughs> we can just take averages from each week and there's not going to be much change. But for any of you ladies with normal menstrual cycles, you are going to need to compare like week with like week. And that is going to be very, very important because as I said, depending on where you are in your cycle, you're going to be retaining more or less water and coming up to that late luteal phase right before your period, that's where you're retaining a lot of water and commonly, and that is where you really need to make sure that you're being accurate with the week that you're comparing to the opposite week in, in terms of taking your averages. So I suppose with all, with all this taken into account, it is going to be still very helpful for you to use the scales as a measure of progress. But as I said, the main cons is gonna be in relation to the psychological stress that's associated with the scales. And a lot of people do experience this. Um, if they have a tentative relationship with the scales, they've been to Slimming World, they've been to Weight Watchers, maybe they've been to particular personal trainers or coaches that put a lot of the emphasis on weekly weigh-ins or simply inaccurate measurements. And it creates these highs and lows and volatile emotions. So if you are the type of person that gets upset when you see changes in the scale weight, and this is maybe perhaps those years of conditioning that I've mentioned uh, there a second ago, then it may be just a good idea for you to not use the scales because I have had clients who, even though they've been given this information, I have helped them gain a complete understanding of how changes in their body weight versus fat loss and changes in the scale and the daily fluctuations and all the things that influence it. Even after that, they still get upset and they still don't feel like the scales does them any good in terms of, of an emotional psychological element then we decide to not use them and just bin them actually Some, sometimes that is required is to literally throw your scales out because you might be tempted to hop on them sometimes and not see changes especially another thing that i have not mentioned is the fact that you can be in a position where you gain muscle and lose fat at the same time if you're resistance training and in a calorie deficit and that can massively balance out the amount of weight that you're actually losing but you're actually doing everything right in terms of recomping your body you know you're you're making exactly the type of changes you want your body more muscle less fat and if that is becoming balanced out for whatever reason then that could be a reason for you to not use the scales as well if you are again someone that gets upset and you have a tentative relationship with the scales so it really does come down to that relationship that you have with the scales have you be have you been conditioned over many years to be upset and to put too much emphasis in the scales and attach your self-worth to the scales because if that's the case and even if you are you gain an understanding of how this works and how the differences that I've mentioned in, in weight and fat loss and all the stuff that I've that I've talked about in this video, even after all that, you still get the feeling of despair whenever the, the scales go up, or you know maybe you put you, maybe you're overly happy when the scales go down and, and different things like this. Maybe it's time to just give them a rest. But if you're a person that does not really care that much about changes in the scale weight, or with this new information that I've given you today, that 
the, the scales is, you know, it's very helpful, then I would say continue to use them because as from a coach's perspective, the more data you have, the better, but it's kind of like you have to weigh up the cost benefit ratio of these things. And there are many other ways to, to actually track your progress. You know, I use a combination of methods because that's going to be the most accurate. So using tape measurements, using uh, taking your getting your tailor's tape, taking a measurement of your arms, your chest, your shoulders, your waist above the belly button, waist below the belly button, your hips, your thighs. That's going to give us a really good idea of if your body composition is changing in the right direction. And again, as I said earlier about this potential scenario where you're gaining muscle and losing fat, the girth measurements are going to be much better whenever you are recomping. So you're resistance training and you're losing fat at the same time. Progress photos then as well, but you, you do need to standardize this, as I mentioned earlier. With the scales, you wanna make sure that you're standardizing everything and, and comparing each photo so if you take one set of photos and then you take another set of photos a couple of weeks later you want to make sure that everything is the same same lighting same background same clothes you're wearing same angles same camera all that type of stuff but very very helpful because if all those things are standardized then you're getting a really good representation of if you've made any noticeable changes or not the only thing with the progress photos is sometimes you might not notice changes in your own body and also sometimes it may take longer than two three weeks for you to notice changes but as i say if everything is the same then you'll be golden how your clothes feel is a big one unless you're shrinking clothes in the wash that's a pretty good damn that's a pretty damn good test of how your body composition is changing because it's Clothes are feeling looser or, looser or maybe tighter in the, in, the, in, in the areas that you want them to feel tighter, then that's a good indication that you're, that you're moving in the right direction. And then you can use body, body fat tests like skin fold calipers or if you have the money, you can go for a DEXA scan or a bod pod or some of these different things. But again, they should be done with the right practitioner. So you want to make sure that you, somebody that knows how to use the skin fold calipers and they have the Harpinden calipers. You know, they're, they're kind of like a metal one with this like... Basically, it looks like a clock on them, it's just a measure. Um, you want to make sure that, that they're used correctly. If you're using plastic skin fold calipers and you're doing it yourself or you're getting somebody to do it that doesn't really seem like they know what they're doing, then don't bother with that measurement because it's too inaccurate. But again, under the right circumstances, the skin fold calipers can be very, hap it can, can be very helpful, but you want to make sure that you're, that you're doing them in combination with these other measurements. And then, of course, you have your subjective feelings. You know, if you just feel like you're, you're making progress, you're feeling good, you're performing well in the gym, those are all really good indicators as well. So, that is it, guys. I'm going to leave it there. Hopefully, after this video now, you have a better understanding of how your weight works fluctuations, the influence that that has on the scales. And you can make a decision on whether or not you want to use the scales to track progress. I personally do use the scales with any of my clients that don't have too much of a psychological emphasis or negatives from using the scales. Because as I said, if done correctly, it gives us a fantastic idea of how you're progressing in combination with all these other methods that I've mentioned. So yeah, I'm gonna leave it there guys. Thank you as always for tuning in. If you want to have a chat with me or if you want to know more about any of the topics that I'm covering, you can check me out on Instagram at dean.macaloon. Subscribe, like, follow, depending on where you are watching or listening. And as always guys, I will catch you in the next one. Peace.